Yeah, it's so good to be in his presence. And this morning, I, I just had a sense that God wants to do something special with us. Tell your neighbor, you chose the good day to be in church. It's, this is the best day. You chose the right day to be in the house of the Lord. God is going to do some amazing things with us this morning. David says that I was glad when they said unto me, let us go to the house of the Lord. There is an excitement that was in David's heart just uh, by receiving an invitation to be in the presence of God. Just an invitation. When they invited me, when they said unto me, let us go to the house of the Lord, he was excited. And we, we need to be the kind of people that get excited to be in the presence of God. And if you want to be excited uh, in the house of the Lord, if you want to be excited, you, you, you have to expect something. There is something about expectation that builds excitement. So if you just got up and like, let's go see what happens, there's no expectation in your heart. And, and because you're not expecting, you don't get excited. But when you're expecting something, you get excited. You know, um, every time you expect something, you kind of count down. We get excited about Sunday. The office gets excited about Sunday. While we're doing what we're doing, like, oh, it's, it's, it's Wednesday. We're beginning to count down. You, you know, Sunday is coming and we get excited. Uh, Saturday night, I'm, I'm, I'm excited. I'm, I can't wait for Sunday morning. Sunday morning comes, I'm, I'm excited. I'm all over running. Everybody was saying to me this morning, you were running all over like a headless chicken. I said, I'm excited. I'm like, things must happen this morning. I'm expecting great things to happen. And if you want to uh, see great things, there has to be an expectation in your spirit. You have to expect something. And I'm expecting this morning. Um, this morning I have... Uh, special friends, old friends from back home, back in the hood uh, where we grew up in, uh, in, in Zim. And they, there's one thing that I was thinking of yesterday. Some of you saw it on Facebook. I posted it and just thinking of, you know, there's something special when friends, you know, people that we, you, you befriend when you're just like a boy or a young, a young man and you befriend and you share the same values, you've got the same passion for God, and you know, they, they, you can be separated in terms of distance, but they continue pressing into God, you continue pressing into God, you come together, you kind of get the fire going again, you just sense that we, we can connect. But what's more important is seeing them become not just your friend, but family friends. And one of the things that I was saying to Reddy, what blesses me the most is this, when I think of some of my key close friends, and this is, this is not just a testimony of my kind of friends, but just the quality of people God has put around me. All of my close friends uh, relate with Reddy and I, and their children relate with our children. So they're not just my friends, they become family friends. And their wives connect with my wife and I connect with them. And when we come together, it's not like, oh yeah, your friend is here. It's like our friends are here. And I can tell you most of our friends, that's when they come, our, our, our close friends, it's not like, oh, that, your friend is here. It's our friends. And I was thinking of it yesterday and it really blessed me that won't you, we're talking about remarkable relationships. Don't you want to have the kind of relationships that you can, you, you might be separated for years. We haven't seen Moffat and Glennis for, for many, many years. <laughs> But when we come together, we're just like, wow, look at what God has done. And so it's, it's really um, 
uh, an honor to have Moffat and Glennis and their two lovely daughters, Celeste and Naomi, uh, with us this morning. Can you just give them a warm Port Alfred welcome? Thank you for coming all the way from, from Zimbabwe to be here, from the home motherland, as it were. That's, that's, is that milk and honey? This morning, I'm excited to, to bring up Morfat. Uh, you, you can, you, you're free to talk about your family if you want to, but I want to bring, bring up um, Morfat. And uh, this man is an incredible gift to the body of Christ, an incredible gift. Uh, he is not just an incredible musician, he is a great worshipper. He is a worshipper. Uh, you know, he's got pipes in his system. God, God gave him pipes, various pipes. He, he really is an incredible worshipper. Uh, and it's not about skill, it's not about performance, it's, it's about his heart. I remember many, many years ago, uh, him working with our worship team back in Zimbabwe and just seeing what God has done through us. You know, our love for music, it all was cultivated with some of the grace that God would bring people. We were reflecting uh, that it's amazing that a small church in Arare, in a small town uh, area called uh, Acadia, has sent so many people. We've got literally from that church, we've got people all over the world, all over the world. We were sitting and we were reminiscing and we are like, where is so-and-so all over the world? And we are, some of them are in places that we never thought. We, never, we didn't even know of, I didn't even know of Port Alfred when I was in Harare. I didn't know, but God just kind of put us in an environment where he did a work with us and he unleashed us. And so when he comes with that grace, I know that he's going to release something special in this house. I want you to be expectant this morning. It's going to be something that's going to be released. The service this morning is going to be different. We're going to flow in the spirit like never before. I want you to expect something. Uh, I'm introducing a series this morning uh, on the spirit of excellence. And the Lord said to me, where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. So we need to allow the Lord to move freely so that he can do some work in our hearts. Okay? And then... The Bible says God is spirit and they that worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. He's going to do stuff. He might sing songs that you don't know. Some, one, one of the main songs we're going to put up here. And I asked him to do this song because it ties into the series of the excellence of God and pursuing excellence that I want to talk about. And so as he ministers, I want you to open your heart. I don't want you to receive a performer for he is not a performer. I want you to receive a worshiper. I want you to receive a worshiper. And, and, and I can tell you that the enemy had, a, had a already come up with a scheme against what he wants to do because we, we, the, the worship team used the keyboard before the service started. It was working. Three minutes before we started countdown, he came up, played the keyboard. It was working. And then I'm being told during worship that the keyboard is not working. I'm like, the devil is a liar. The devil is a liar. He's, 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 trying to, he's trying to prevent us from receiving what God wants to do this morning. But I want you to understand that we pushed through. Thank you, media team, for doing what you had to do. With all the panic and the running around, glad to know that everything is back in order. And um, 
will be able to receive ministry. So as he adjusts himself and make himself ready, I want you to open your heart. I want you to open your spirit. He's going to minister with me. He's not just going to sing. He's going to minister with me. So this is the service. It has started. It has started. And it's not, it's, it's not about a song. It's about what the Spirit is doing in this hour. So Father, we thank you for this moment. We thank you for what you have in store for us. We are expectant. Speak to us, Spirit of a living God. Minister to us. Heaven forbid that anyone would walk out of this place the same. We pray for transformation. We pray for change to take place in this place. We pray, oh God, that as we press deeper into you, heavens will open and you will meet each and every one of us at our point of need. In Jesus' name, amen. Open your hearts and let's receive out the wonder of life and as you speak a hundred billion galaxies are born in the vapor of your breath the planets form Stars were made to worship, so alive. I can see your heart in many things you've done. Every burning star, a signal fire of grace. If creation sings your praises, so alive. Follow the sound of your voice And as you speak A hundred billion creatures Catch your breath Evolving in pursuit of what you've said If it all reveals your nature so alive 
I can see, I can see your heart in everything you say. still obeys you so alive so So alive For if everything exists To lift you high So alive If the wind goes where you send it So alive If the rocks cry out in silence So alive If the sum of all our praises Still fall shine Then I'll sing again a hundred billion times. Oh, oh, God of salvation, you chased down my heart through all of my failure and The light of the world abandoned in darkness to die. Let's sing with one voice as you speak, as you speak. A hundred billion failures disappear. Where you lost your life, where you lost your life, so I could find. If you lift the grave I can see I can see your heart in everything you've done Jesus if you child you died to save if you gave your love 
to love them so alive like you would like you would again a hundred billion times but what measure of people come together and they say let's worship him in spirit and in truth we attract the presence of God his focus is on us right now he's focusing on us this morning because he's looking if he was looking he found you if you were worshiping in spirit and in truth this morning he found you that as you speak thousand billion stars being formed just just do that just do that before we speak let's just and as you speak a hundred billion galaxies are born don't underestimate the word of God of the earth the planets form if the stars were made to worship so alive I don't know about you but I just want to worship him I can see your heart in everything you've made every burning star a signal fire of grace Creation sings your praises so alive. 1 Corinthians chapter number 12 and verse 31 is our key scripture for this year. Paul is writing to the church in Corinth and he's trying to address the issues that they were facing and he's trying to help them to have a better, better understanding of how a service must flow. And so he, he finds himself speaking about spiritual gifts. And he's talking about God has given each and every one of us a gift. He is encouraging us to value every gift that God has given. And he says, the hand cannot say to the foot, I have no need of you. We, we have to work together and he's teaching them how to work together. But his intent is to activate spiritual gifts. And he, he builds up this point by challenging them to, ins, to, to pursue to pursue spiritual gifts. But not just spiritual gifts. He says, I want you to pursue the best gifts. 
or to desire rather. He says desire and some versions say pursue, but I want to talk about desire. So put it put it put it up for me. First first Corinthians 12:31. Then he says powerful scripture. He says desire earnestly the best gifts. And I will show you a more excellent way. Desire earnestly the best gifts. And I will show you the more excellent way. Tell your neighbor there is an excellent way. You know, you can do things your way or you can do things God's way. You can do things your way, you can do it the way of the world, or you can choose that you want to do things God's way. God's way is the more excellent way. It is the more excellent way. It is way better than your ways. The Bible says my ways are higher than your ways. So God's ways are the more excellent ways. They are better than your mama's ways. You know, you, you're going through stuff and you run to mama and you're like, hey, mommy, this is what's happening in my marriage and she gives you advice. I want to tell you that, that that might be good advice, but God's advice is going to be way better than your mother's advice. So you want to work on your marriage, there's a more excellent way. Whatever you want to do this year, there is a more excellent way. I don't know about you, but I've tried doing things my way. And, and it didn't turn out so good. And sometimes it, it, it feels like it's working. It feels like I'm going somewhere. But in the process, something will happen. And I, I will end up saying, I wish I just did it God's way. I'm sure you've been there. If you've been real, I'm sure you've been there in a place where you're like, I, I wish I just did it God's way. So you can do things your way or you can do it God's way. But I encourage you, do things the way of God because it always works. But when we look at this scripture, there's something that I want you to see. He says, desire earnestly the best gifts and then I will show you a more excellent way. So the pursuit for the excellent ways of God begins with a desire for the best. If you don't want to be the best in whatever you want to do for the Lord, the excellent ways will never be revealed to you. I'm preaching better than you're saying amen. Because if, if you don't want to be the best at whatever you are called to do, you, I can guarantee you, you are not interested in the excellent ways of God. There has to be first a desire to be the best. You see, excellence is not competition. Excellence is not perfection. We don't all have to play like Moffat or sing like Moffat, but, but we're not, we, don't even, we are not even called to do that. But God wants us to be the best us. You need to be the best at whatever God has called you to do. Not in comparison. To say, God, I have given you my very best. And he says it starts with a desire to be the best. Desire the best gifts. Desire to be a remarkable church. Desire to be a remarkable worshiper. Desire. You have to have a desire. 
whatever God has called you to do, desire to be the best. If you are working for a secular company, desire to be the best employee for this year. I'm preaching better than you saying amen. When others are, are, are slack at work, you're going to say there is a desire to be the best at what I do. If I'm called to sweep the, 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 uh, the offices and clean the toilets, I want to be the best toilet cleaner the company has ever seen. And when you have a desire to be the best, God will show you the excellent ways. You will say, here is how you get it done. But if you don't have a desire, God could scream out. Pastor Justin could preach all day and you will not listen to a thing because there is no desire. Come on church, there must be a desire to be the best in our hearts. A desire to be the best for God. And that's not competition. That's not comparing one, one another. It's simply saying, whatever God has given me, Whatever God has called me to do, I want to be the best. You see, our God is a God of excellence. He speaks and a hundred billion galaxies are formed. And they not just slap dash, however it comes out. God said, I am going to fearfully and wonderfully create you. Took time. To make sure that everything that you need is in place. He didn't just say, whatever happens. God of excellence. They're still studying the galaxies, the stars. God said, I fearfully and wonderfully created all that. The psalmist said, when I look at the heavens, when I consider when I consider the works of your hands. God is not a slapdash, however it turns out kind of God. He is a God of excellence. That the psalmist said, when I just look at the excellence by which you created the universe, I can't help but worship. And God created you with the same spirit of excellence. He created you to be an excellent human being. And I'm going to go there in a moment. But I want you to remember that when God created in the, in, the, in, in the Garden of Eden, everything that he created, he looked and he said, it was good. It was good. But just in case you have not seen it before, when he created mankind, when he finished creating Adam, he looked at Adam, he didn't say he was good said he was very good. It's like I've done everything I can do for Adam. He's fearfully and wonderfully made. I made him with excellence. You cannot improve him. He's very good. And he wanted Adam to live out of that. And bring glory. Because excellence glorifies God. Glorifies God. It brings glory to God. Daniel chapter number 6 and verse 3 tells us that excellence is not just a skill. Excellence is a spirit. The Bible says of Daniel, the Bible says, Then this Daniel, 
this Justin, this Reddy, this Joel, put your name there. This, this, this Justin. This one. This one. This very one. He distinguished himself above all the governors and the satraps because of an excellent spirit that was in him. This Morfat decided many, many years ago that if I am going to play, I'm not just going to play three chords. I could tell him to do things on that keyboard that for him it feels natural, but he worked on it. He decided that if I am ever going to play that thing, I am not just going to play GCD. I will play Augmentative 7, 9, I will play things that you've never heard of. Because I decided that I'm going to distinguish myself through excellence. It's a desire to be the best. I was, I was thinking of you, Mfaro. Just heard some notes that you were playing on the third screen down there. I said, that's good. I didn't teach you that kind of stuff. I didn't teach you that stuff. But it tells me that you are saying that I am not going to be limited to what I've been taught, but I am going to distinguish. I am going to distinguish myself. One day you will play like that. You will you, be playing and you'll be doing something on the bass guitar because you have purposed in your heart. I am not going to limit myself to three chords, top strings only. I will find it. Keep doing it. Keep doing it. So this Daniel distinguished himself by an excellent spirit. There has to be a desire to be the best. There has to be then the excellent spirit that comes upon you that distinguishes you. That when people walk into the room, they say, but that one, that one, that Justin, that John, that Paul, that lady, it's different. Because there is an excellent spirit. It's a spirit that has to rest upon us, church. It's a spirit that comes from God. It's a spirit of God. Excellence is a spirit of God that comes upon us. Because our God is a God of excellence. The psalmist said, how excellent is your name in all the earth. The very nature of our God is excellence. Because in the Hebrew culture, a name is associated with a person's nature and character. And so when the psalmist said, how excellent is your name in all the earth. You are saying your nature is excellence. You are the standard of excellence in all the earth. Excellence is not what the world is setting. Excellence is God's standard. We're not trying to be the world. We're not trying to be like them. We are going to be the standard because our God is a God of excellence. He's the standard. So we, we know that it's a spirit. Excellence is a spirit. Go to the next verse for me. So the governors and the satraps sought to find charge against him. I want, I want you to understand this. Daniel was so excellent that his workmates decided, let's find fault. He calls himself a Christian. He calls himself a follower of Jesus Christ. He calls himself a member of that church. 
Let's scrutinize his life and find fault. So they came up with a plan. And somebody said, let's find charges against Daniel concerning the kingdom. But they could not find, they could find no charge of fault. Where your workmates begin to say, let's see if she is making personal calls on the uh, company phone. And for a month, they check you, they track your, your record. Like, no, this guy is above board. If he needs to make a personal call, he pulls out his cell phone and says, hey, how are you doing? Because the spirit of excellence is in him. He, he could fake the boss and say, I'm just going to look like I'm speaking to a client, yet I'm speaking to my girlfriend. But because the spirit of excellence was upon him, they could not find any fault. Oh, come on, man. This is not church investigating church. This is the world investigating a brother. Like, hey, you know, this guy calls himself a Christian. Let's get close by and let's bring out our magnifying glasses and see. And the Bible says they could not find fault. Nor was there any error or fault found in him. That's what an excellent spirit will do. It's not a skill. It's a spirit. It comes upon you that your boss will give you freedom to do whatever you need to do. But you will do it as unto the Lord. When your boss is away, you don't say, well, I can now just take extra day off. No. You work as hard, if not harder, because the spirit of excellence is upon you. And the Bible says it distinguished him. Let's go to the next verse. And these men said, we shall not find any charge against this Daniel unless it is found against concerning the laws of God. He says, the only way we can find fault in this guy is if we take the word and say, Daniel is obeying the word of God too much. That was their scheme. They said, this guy, if you want to look at any standard against this company, nation, remember he's a governor. He's not, he's not so... If you was a governor of South Africa, when in South Africa, one of our ministers, when everybody is kind of talking a little bit of, oh, yeah, you know, we can take a 2% here, they couldn't find anything. They couldn't find anything. And then the guy said, if we really want to bring this guy down, we have to take the word of God and accuse him for being too obedient to God. And that's what they did. They set him up. They said, this guy... He puts his God above you, king. If you tell him to do something that is not in the word, he's not going to do it. You said we must bow down to this idol, we must dance to the music of this world, but this guy is not doing it because he obeys his God. And the king says, is this true? Daniel says, I'm guilty as charged. I will always obey God. Say, well, well, if you are going to obey God above me, we're going to throw you in a lion's den. Well, it's up to you. You can do whatever you want to do, but I've made up my mind. I will worship God. 
He was willing to be persecuted for standing for what is right and what is true because of a spirit of excellence. And the Bible says the spirit of excellence, this spirit of excellence distinguished him above the governors. So for you to be a governor, they don't just pick anyone to be governor. They check your life and then, oh, okay, you've got a bit a good standing and they make you governor. But he was above the governors. And the Bible says he distinguished himself. And I want to challenge you this year, 2020. Distinguish yourself by having the spirit of excellence. Not working extra hard, but just simply saying, God, first give me the spirit of excellence. Because when the spirit of excellence is upon you, whatever you do, big or small, it will make you stand apart. In fact, it's not too hard to distinguish yourself in a fallen world. I often speak to employees, farmers and things like that. They, they come to me and they're like, oh, you Zimbabwean guys work hard. I'm like, yeah, yeah generally, yeah, they do. But you know why we distinguish ourselves? It's because the local South Africans are not, work, are not working at all. The fallen nature, and, and that's not, that's, I know I'm overgeneralizing there. There are some good South Africans that are working. Please get me right. And there's some Zimbabweans that don't work. And that's why I'm making this point. Because sometimes I hear people praise some Zimbabweans. I'm like, yeah, 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 he's, he's doing the best. But you know what? When, when you decide that you're going to do something around people that are doing nothing, you are already distinguishing yourself. It's like what Reddy said this morning. Just showing up makes a difference. Zimbabweans will know that, hey, I need this job. I can get drunk. I'm talking about unsaved ones. I can get drunk on a Saturday, Sunday, but on Monday, I'm going to go to work. And so when they show up, the boss says, well done. Because the other guy got drunk and didn't show up. So he, he has not even done anything. He just showed up. And he's way better than the guy that did not show up. And I'm telling you, sometimes excellence requires you to just make, a, make, up a, uh, make up your mind and make a decision that I will just show up. And you distinguish yourself from the one who did not show up. Uh, help us with excellence this year. Like, oh God, I, I'm not sure about this praying thing. I, I, I don't know if I'm good at praying. But if you show up, God says you are 10 times better than the guy that did not show up. Just like you just showed up and God is smiling. It's like, hey, you made a difference by just being here. It doesn't take much. The fallen nature of mankind wants to just do nothing. One of the things that I decided to do when I was serving in ministry, serving through the ranks and Pastor Dave and Kathy got to see a little bit of that when I served under them. Whatever I did or whatever they asked me to do, whether I knew it or did not know how to do it, I never complained. And I'm saying that's a bold statement, but you can ask him. Never complained. Never complained. It started back in Zim. They'll tell me, go do this, I don't complain. I do it. I get, it, it might not come out right, but because I didn't complain, I'm way better than the person. <laughs> And you wonder, you wonder why people don't ask you to do stuff. Because you always complain. 
And the guy that has been asked over and over again has been asked, do this and do this. And you're like, how come they favor that guy? No, that guy has just made up a mind. He's not going to complain. And, and I'm, I'm, I'm 10 times better than everybody. No, no, no. I'm not going to work overtime. Huh? I'll just work. I might mess it up and they'll say, go do it again. But I've already won because I did not complain. Spirit of excellence will distinguish you. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna rest there because I want to talk about the spirit, the spirit. How may I mean, let's 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 read the scripture. I want I want you to see this. We'll build on it next week. Our intention this morning is just to invoke the spirit of excellence. Go to Ezekiel. Son of man. I'm not going to preach on it because there, there's a lot of mindsets. If you, if you went to Bible college, there, there's some mindsets that I will need to dismantle before you even understand the scripture because all of us, when we read Ezekiel 28, we just think of the devil. But anyway, I, I don't have time to do that now. Maybe next week I'll, I'll help you see it. But son of man, take up a lamentation for the king of Tyre and say to him, thus says the Lord, you were the seal of perfection. Dr. Segi argues that when Ezekiel is prophesying here, he's talking about the first Adam. Because you will hear in the language that God is using that he's talking of a man that existed in the Garden of Eden. And the only man that we know existed in the Garden of Eden was Adam. So Adam is a prototype of mankind. Okay, he is a prototype of mankind. You, we all came from Adam. So when, when the God speaks of the first Adam, who's Adam, and the last Adam, Jesus, we are also Adam in between there. So he says, take up a lamentation. I'll do the theology next week, but it's all right. I want you to get the heart. This is what he says. This is why you're supposed to lament. Because that says the Lord, you were the seal of perfection. You were, that word seal is like the signet ring. You were the standard of perfection. And perfection can scare you, but a better word will be excellence. You were the standard of excellence when I created you. You were full of wisdom and perfect in beauty. Ladies, you need to read this every day. Because there are some ladies that, you know, you, you look at yourself in the mirror and you, you're telling yourself another, another version that's not true. God says, you're beautiful. I created you beautiful. doesn't matter what your ex-boyfriend said, you're beautiful. And I'm, 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 I'm helping you. I'm helping you. doesn't matter what they said, you're beautiful. Because that's, that, that's what he said. He said, I created you as a standard. In fact, he said, I didn't want you to compare yourself with his new girlfriend or his new boy, uh, her new boyfriend. I didn't, I, that was not the intention. You were the standard. You were the standard. You were the seal of perfection. You were it. But the problem is, everyone is trying to compare with another standard. Oh, maybe I didn't do this enough. Maybe I must change this and I change that. And God is saying, no, you are the standard. So he says, son of man, take up a, limita a limitation. And he says, you are the seal of perfection. You are the seal of excellence. You are my standard of excellence, full of wisdom and perfection in beauty. Let's go. 
You were in Eden, the garden of God. Every precious stone was covering you. Then he speaks of the Sardis, the topaz, the diamonds, all these stones. Let's go. See, they covered you. They covered you. You were the anointed cherub. cherub. And, and, and he says, I established you. So, so we get, we get, all right, I'll, I'll leave the theology for next week because that word, that angelic word is what confuses most people. But anyway, he says, I established you and you were on the holy mountain of God. You walked back and forth in the midst of the fiery stones. You were perfect in your ways from the day you were created. When God created you and he said you were very good, it's like you were perfect in all your ways. Until iniquity or sin was found in you. Found in you. So the enemy tricked you and made you to believe that there was something wrong. And you started looking for something that you always had. The world has tricked us. And instead of saying that we were the standard of excellence in the earth, when God created the Garden of Eden and placed Adam, he says you are going to be the standard. But the enemy tricked us and now we look outside for that standard. And God is saying, look inside because the, the, my spirit inside of you is the standard. All right, you'll get it next week. Let's stand. <laughs> to be a confirmation of this word, I am a good father. I am a good God. That's what he wants to show you. Open your heart. Move with boldness and confidence. He will show you. He will show you. His goodness. He will show you his nature. Amen. I, I, I almost sense that it's not going to be long before you start testifying of uh, not just knowing about him or seeing him, but you are going to have a real deep relationship with him. The encounter that Moses had with God changed his life forever. And what God is going to show you is going to change your life forever. I don't know what that's going to look like, but I see God's goodness and favor upon you this year. Maybe, maybe it's going to show up in your flying tomorrow even. <laughs> come on, come on. You've been thinking like, how am I going to do this? But it's going to be his goodness and his favor. What's your name? Somila. What, what are you? Are you South African? South African. Awesome. Oh, igamalake, igamalako, little. I just little. That also people know it. Come, it's your moment. Want to sing over? Over his life. Go back into the key. How excellent you can go. Just lift up your hands. Receive him. It's weird. That's his goodness. His name is so good.
said, don't worry. It's okay. His goodness is falling over you. You will remember this day. It's just because you are that special to God. One more time, Igamalako. Father God, how excellent is your name. Let's sing it to him with our voices. To the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Oh Lord. One more time. How excellent. ago I was asking the Lord for breakthrough and um, he said you are breakthrough and then I, I realized yes the word says he's the breaker that goes ahead but we are in him so the potential for breakthrough is in us and and even as I was and the Lord said go in and even as I was looking for a door in my spirit I couldn't see a door and he said go in so by faith, I just leant onto this, this wall in front of me. And as I did, I like burned through the wall into a supernatural room. And in this room were just energies and graces and melodies and colors. And I believe there are chords that the world doesn't even know, musical chords that the world doesn't even know that he wants us to discover, colors that the world doesn't yet know in him that we can bring to earth, graces and answers that in him that we, the world doesn't even know yet that we can know as we step into. I just felt the Lord say, press it into you, and I grabbed colors and I pressed them into myself. I get, I, I grabbed melodies and I pressed them into myself. Come on. We're taking in a new form. It's a spirit of excellence. Don't, don't limit what God is going to do with you. No one must look at their past mistakes. If you have been a mediocre uh, employee that was yesterday that was yesterday the spirit of excellence is upon you just that today that that decision that I'm going to move in excellence is going to set you apart you're going to discover things that the world does not know of 
That's a prophetic word. We receive that word. We're going to discover things the world does not know about this season. Amen. I want to bless you before I bless you. Then we'll end with a song as you walk out or whatever you want to do. May the Lord bless you. I'm not just saying this. I was thinking of this blessing the other day. Do we really believe this? The power of blessing. The Israelites believed in this. They would position themselves. They would open their hearts. And they would wait for the priest to pronounce this blessing. And I don't want it to be a religious thing that we do. God is really blessing you this morning. May the Lord bless you. May the Lord keep you. May the Lord cause his face to shine upon you. May he lift up his countenance towards you. May he be gracious towards you. And may he give you peace all the days of your life. And all God's people say it. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. Come on, let's give God a hand of praise. Hallelujah. All right. God bless you as you go do whatever you need to do. We're going to end with this. Come on, Waymaker. Here we go. You are here, moving in our midst. I worship you. I worship you. You are here. You are here, working in this place. I worship you. I worship you. We make a darkness, my God, that is who you are. Waymaker, promise keeper,
Even when, even when I don't see it, you're working. Even when I can feel it, you're working. You never stop, you never stop working. You never stop, you never stop. Even, even when I don't see it, you're working. Even when it's you working. You never stop, you never stop working. You never stop, even when. Shout of praise! 